Welcome to Returning Home. And uh, I'm speaking to you live from my home in Susia in the southern Hebron Hills. It's October 8th. It's 6 o'clock here in Israel. And it's been a very difficult time. Um, I, uh, I think all of you know I have two um, boys that are age 21 and 20. They're both soldiers. Um, during uh, Shabbat yesterday, one of them was called up in the morning. And he had to leave. And, you know, we didn't even know how he was going to leave. We keep Shabbat, and it's a Shabbat Yeshuv. And it ended up that um, he went to the gate to get a ride, and there was nobody. My husband actually ended up driving him to Beersheba. He's now in Gaza. He is a combat medic. He's with um, San Hanim, the paratrooper unit. He's a fighter. And um, that was awful and scary and hard to believe, really. Um, my other boy is 21 my oldest, and he is a uh, driver for ammunition, and he wasn't even home. He was at friends in Kiret Gat, and he couldn't leave because they were getting rained down on um, by bullets, uh, missiles, rockets. He couldn't get out, and he finally did. After Shabbat, he came home and uh, went this morning to Lebanon and uh, called me an hour ago and told me that they're going to Gaza instead. And... Um, I'm not supposed to contact him. And my other son told me at four this morning, his phone is off. So we're praying for both of them. And you can add them to your prayers as well. My oldest boy is Israel Chaim. And my second boy is Zev Itamar. Um, everybody here in my has someone who has left. Lots of fathers and brothers and uncles. And all during Shabbat yesterday, people were leaving. But everyone goes somewhere else. And um, it wasn't like, you know, uh, a, a very coordinated. So everyone was kind of going to where they needed to go on their own. And it's very, very frustrating. We're very far, which is good and bad. It's good because no missiles are falling on Susia. People calling me, asking me, do you have a safe room? We don't need a safe room. Our whole house is a safe room. It was built here. There are concrete homes. These are the homes that Menachem Begin put down back in 1967. Oh, sorry, in 1982. There's 64-meter um, homes of very, very thick concrete. So we don't need a safe room. Our, our, our house is a safe room. Um, what we do have are, are, are neighboring Arabs. So we are patrolling, and we have patrols out on all the security roads, the entrances, and we are not supposed to leave the Yishuv, only for... Um, like an emergency or an essential reason. So no one's leaving. There's no traffic. Um, you know, yesterday morning I was walking the dog. I walked the dog at 6, 30. This is Shabbat morning also. It was Shabbat morning. I'm walking the dog. And I came, and you hear things. And I, I heard noise, actually. And I didn't pay attention because I hear things all the time. I thought it was construction. I thought it was Arab construction. But I ran into some women, and they said, no, there's something going on. And then when I got closer back to the issue, closer to my house, they were using the, the area next to me. It's like a hall. And they were using it for Knesset for early morning davening, because there's so many people who were davening at like at 6, praying real early. 
and the little kids were outside and they were throwing candies and doing this candy game. But a lot of the little kids were looking at the sky. I didn't know why. I thought, what are they looking at? Are they throwing candies up? What are they doing? They were looking for rockets and they were looking for the Iron Dome because they knew there was announcement made in, in the school in the morning what was going on. There was a war and um, they told everybody what was going on before I even knew. So that's what um, happened. Then I went into the house and my son was talking to somebody and I didn't know why because he doesn't get up early and he was on the phone talking to his commander and uh, I saw him dressed in his uniform and he said I, I'm being called up. I was like in shock, you know, it was very scary. I just made him a sandwich um, and uh, he's a little nervous. So that's, that's all um, in my house. But outside, um, people are keeping their kids busy. And, you know, there was no traffic this morning. Seven in the morning I was out there, 7.30. My second son this morning left. He was the only one. The bus came in to the issue. They stopped the bus. They walked onto the bus. They examined it like they should be doing all the time, just like they do at the checkpoints. But they should be doing this all the time. And they did. And every car stopped every car. Who are you? It's good. Finally. Finally. And um, so that is going on now. And we have uh, patrol. When I say patrol, we have uh, activated here the first responders team, which are all grown men who have been in the Army. And they're all in their Army uniforms and guns. And they're walking around it two by two. Um, like I said, in the security roads and all the entrances. So that's good. And uh, no workers allowed here. No Arab workers allowed in. That's great. And um, a lot of things are closed. No school, no clinic. The store closed at 1.30. They're also running out of food. We're out of bread, out of eggs, out of milk. I don't mean we, my family. I mean the entire issue. The store is out. They said, we'll try to get more for tomorrow. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay um, for a couple of days. And... We are watching the news like everyone else, and it's horrible. It doesn't seem real. Yesterday was just rumors. Today it's verified. All the kidnapping and all the attacks uh, in people's homes and attacking that peace, uh, the peace, not a conference, or what do you call it, a, a, a peace um, fair or outing in the woods. It's just horrible. Um, we have medics on the border. They actually haven't, we're allowed to go because we have an armored vehicle, an armored uh, ambulance too, I think. So they are, and they were on the border actually before even Magenda Vida Dome got there. And they are treating wounded uh, civilians and soldiers and helping in the uh, border communities. Um, the different families that need food that uh, are suffering from shock or trauma or anxiety and, 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 and regular wounds. So we are there, our medics are there, a lot of them, and um, they're asking for donations. So those of you who want to help, you can donate to Hatzalah, www.hatzalah.org.il. It's Rescuers Without Borders. Um, it is scary, you know. Uh, I've never had a war like this. When we moved to Israel in 2005, that was the time of the disengagement from Gaza. So that was a war. And um, same thing with rockets, though. It wasn't terrorists coming into your community. 
So that's different and that's terrifying. Uh, um, but you have to be vigilant. You know, you have to be out. You have to be about. You have to open your eyes. You have to be strong and smart and only go out when you need to. And don't huddle in your house. Walk out. Walk out of the security room like I do every morning. Get out there. Let yourself be seen. Show that we're not afraid. I've always said that and I've always done that. And it's important. It's very important. Um, here they, you know, they're keeping the kids busy. They at the library open today. I opened the secondhand store. We had girls helping us sort clothes, and the people are keeping busy. Um, so it's quiet on the issue of life. We're not in the city. We don't have to be in a safe room. Thank goodness. Um, it is, it is, uh, it is, it is unreal. Um, I, I don't know if I even had a dream or not because you would never dream anything like this. So many people have been kidnapped. So many. Hundreds. And so many people have been killed. I, I just can't believe it. It doesn't seem real. Uh, I was going to have a guest today, um, someone who made Aliyah just a few years ago and opened two restaurants already in Jerusalem. One of them is called Crave, very popular, and there's a second restaurant he opened. And actually, I spoke to him last week in the middle of Sukkot, and he was like, there's no way I can, I can make it. I'm just too busy. And we were all so busy last week with Sukkot, which is like the greatest holiday. It is. You know, you get an, you know we get an extra room, and you're outside all the time. You don't even have to mess up your dining room. It's great. We actually took our table outside, so we didn't even have a dining room. And we don't have a diamond. We have just one room where we eat. Anyway, uh, we, we left the table out there. We took the sukkah, the sukkah down last night. Everybody was doing that and just trying really to keep busy and not stare at our phones all the time because it, it can make you a little bit crazy. All my family's in America, a lot of my friends. And for some of these people, I'm the only person they know in Israel. So they are um, all kind of hammering me with questions. And the news they're getting has been whitewashed, I believe, and probably not accurate for whatever reason, you know, Western media. Um, and that's what's happening. Um, I actually took some notes here so that I wouldn't forget to say anything. Walking the dog, right? Swilly on phone, making him food. Yeah, I'm, I'm always rushing to make them food because I don't know how long they're going to be without food. So that's my big thing. And, you know, making them a sandwich. Um, um and not um not really knowing what to say is, is also something you know you you don't really know what to say um i think i'm the only person here in the issue with two boys in the army and uh i have three kids home one of us one of them is um just about 18 and then my girl is 16 and my other boy is almost 14. He'll be 14 next week. And everybody's home on their phones. And one, my boy's actually out of the house with his friend. And they're uh, quiet and watching the news. And um, praying, really. It's just quiet and very serious. So I, I don't have much else to say, but I know people um, seem to think that we're all huddled in a safe room, but here in the Yishuvim, we're not. 
here we're just at home um, and uh, staying busy and cooking and cleaning and doing work and talking to people and, you know, sending out notices and reading and praying and reading who has, you know, been found and who is missing people. And it's just, um, it's really just a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, and uh, I think hundreds, I mean, hundreds, maybe the number is even 500. Also, I have all the reports from Hatzalat, like all the reports from the hospitals, how many wounded and what the kind of wounds and the degree. And it's, it's overwhelming. And I'm also, I'm overwhelmed usually with, you know, car accidents and terror accidents and terror reports and things, but this is just madness, really madness. Um, you know, Israel is still, I think, the best place to be. I see some people writing in, we're going to cancel our trip, we're not coming. And that's not great to hear, and it's not great to read. And it's not great to feel that people are leaving us and abandoning us when we need them to come. I even have someone who wrote in who, uh, is a, I think he's a lawyer, a healthcare attorney. And he wrote saying, I am still valid with my nurse's license. Can I come and help? I mean, that's great. That's what we want to hear. We want people to come. We'll come and help. We'll come and join us. Not to cancel their plans. That's not good. Um, this is uh, the Jewish home. And they're killing us. And they want us gone. Because we're strong Jews. And we need everyone to be a strong Jew. And to come and join the Jewish state. And be here with us. Thank goodness I'm here. And all my children are here with me. Thank goodness. This is the place to be. Um, those of you who... Uh, are on the fence. I hope you are feeling very strong and powerful and united and wanting to come, to come home. This is, this is where you need to be. Um, thank you all for listening. I, I, uh, I don't have a happy message. And, you know, it's funny because I, I wrote recently that really we live very peacefully here. Um, everyone's always, you know, I, when I talk, I talk about living side by side with our Arab neighbors and, and we are very much sharing this land with them. They're in our universities, they're in our buses, the Arabs shop with us, they, um, you know, share our roads, they, they are in our culture, you know, they're, they're shopping in the malls with us. They just live in their towns and we live in ours. But even though it seems peaceful, there's a whole element that wants us gone. And they are wild. They are like wild Indians. And they want us gone. And they don't care about their Arab neighbors, their Arab cousins, or their own children. They just don't care. It's a different mentality. And we can't live with them side by side. We can't. Um, because if they ever have to choose a side, they're not going to choose ours. They're going to choose theirs. They have to. They don't have a choice. They have to. That's their loyalty. That's their people. They're not part of the Jewish nation. And just, it's impossible. They can live in peace with people somewhere else, but not here. I mean, look at all the chances we've given them. And all they do is spit in our face. So, no, can't happen. And, you know, I talk and people think I'm so severe and 
I actually was just speaking in Philadelphia and some woman said, well, what about the Arabs? Where are they going to go? And I said, well, how about us? This is all we've got. We have one land. We have one little Jewish country. The Arabs have 22, 22 Arab countries. Yemen, Morocco, Albania, Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, the UAE. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Okay? Lots of places they can go. And that's what they should do. They should go. Um, thank you all for listening. Please send in your comments. Send in your criticisms. And send in donations. You can reach me at Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And um, hopefully next week I'll have better news and this will be over and my two boys will be home or, you know, back to their bases, training and practicing and healthy. That's, that's what I'm going to hopefully report to you next week. In the meantime, um, pray for us, pray for our safety, pray for Israel.